Thank you very much. Lord bless you, brother. So happy to be back in the tabernacle again this afternoon. Church. You know, you say, well, this is not a church. This is a legion building. It's a church while the church is in here. <laughs> and God is in his church. Is that right? God is in his people. So his people is his church. So here we are. <laughs> All setting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, enjoying blessed fellowship, while the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all uncleanness. Isn't that wonderful? Just free at any time the Lord wants to call us. We just take a little flight and jump right into heaven just in about two seconds after we're gone. Isn't that fine? What blessed assurance. <clears throat> I was speaking some time ago. And a Christian businessman, and I believe it was in Tijuana. No, I beg your pardon. It was at, uh, at um, Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica. And they had all the celebrity and a lot of the Cubans up there. And that night somebody said to me, after I got through speaking, said, um, we're holding our services on the race track. But I went down to some big place with a celebrity, you know, to speak that night. And he said, uh, say, he said, uh, uh, you're, you're that preacher up there, aren't you? And I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, what you do now here is these businessmen. I said, I am a businessman. Oh, I said, I didn't know. I said, yeah, I'm a businessman. So what kind of a business you in? I said, insurance business. <laughs> he said, uh, what kind of an insurance business? I said, uh, uh, eternal life insurance. <laughs> I'm still in the business. <laughs> now, if anybody here is interested in talking over a policy with me, I'd be glad to talk with you anytime. <laughs> Eternal life insurance. I went to school with a boy, Wilmer Snyder, very fine chap. Book of Deuteronomy thirty-two, eleven. As the eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, taketh up on her wings and beareth them up. Now. The subject that I give out to speak on today was the eagle stirring her nest, as the eagle stirs her nest. And so I won't keep you too long now that there'll be a time you can get ready and go to church to have a good service this morning, everybody. Oh, likened his heritage to an eagle. You know, I got to reading about eagles one time, and I find out there's about 40 different kinds of eagles. And about eight different kinds are mentioned in the Bible. Some of them, they claim as the, that some of them were vultures because they eat carrion. But that was wrong. I was just different with the man that wrote because I know eagles. Eagles only eat live meat. Vultures eat, uh, eat uh, a carrion. But a real eagle kills his own meat. He has to have it fresh, just like the grizzly bear and the black bear. Black bear is a scavenger. He, he eats a cairn, but, but um, the grizzly bear, he has to kill fresh every night or when he's going to eat, he eats. And so is the eagle. Uh, eagle gets fresh meat. He doesn't want anything that's stale or left over or hand-me-downs. He, he wants to get his, his own meat. So we are looking in the face of a great subject and a great... Bird, and I always love the eagle, 
of those he's caused me a lot of trouble. He's eat up a many deer that I killed, but I, I still got a respect for him. He's a bird of prey, and the very word eagle itself means ripper with a beak. He rips with his beak and then feeds. And that's a good uh, way to look at it, a call of God, because God feeds with his mouth, and his mouth is his word, where his word comes forth. And he likened his heritage, us, unto his eaglets, and he himself is Jehovah Eagle. Did you know that? God claims himself to be Jehovah Eagle. He's the eagle himself. He's Papa Eagle, and we're little eaglets, his children. And I've learned much of eagles as I've studied them, and I'm a great lover of nature. Nature's where I first found God. To watch him, I've watched the flowers. When I was just a sinner boy, and I'd see the little flowers frosted hit them, and they'd bow their little head, and little black seed would drop out of them. And you know they have a funeral procession for flowers? Did you ever know that? Sure, God has a funeral procession. Certainly does. The fall rains come over and just cry great big tears down and beers them flower seeds. Certainly does. He has a funeral procession. And then they lay there and in the wintertime uh, the ground freezes and the little stalk dries up, the bulb dries up, the petals gone, the little seed freezes, pops open, all the pop in the seed runs out. You might get a handful of that dirt, take it down to the laboratory and test it over and over, and you'll never find anything of that seed left in there, but just let the sun start shining. There's a germ of life somewhere that God has hid in that seed, somewhere in that ground, from that seed, it'll live again. And I thought, if God made a way for our seed to live again, how much more has he made a way for me to live again and you to live again? I was eating some ice cream one day when I was state game warden of Indiana. There's an old Methodist preacher named Brother Spurgeon, a very fine old man, Henryville, Indiana. We were sitting up on a stool eating a little ice cream, having some fellowship, and the agriculture hour was on. The little 4-H club there in Louisville had had a machine over there that they had perfected that could make a grain of corn look just exactly like the one you made in the field. And you put a sack full, the machine and made, and a sack full that grow in the field. Put them in your hands, mix them up. You can never tell them apart. Take them down to the laboratory, cut them apart. They each had so much calcium and so much moisture, just exactly. The only way you'd ever know them again was to bury them. And both of them would rot. But the one that man made, that was the end of it. But the one that God made had a germ of life. It rose again. We can be church members, try to live a good life. But, brother, God's life is what counts. Two men look just alike. Go, both of them go to church. Both of them deacons. Both of them pastors. One have the germ of life and the other does not have the germ of life. So the difference is that where you find that nature new birth, that something that's in there that takes away all the, the doubt out of it and gives you an assurance in here that you know you've passed from death unto life because your spirit and his spirit is the same. They bear record one with the other. Oh, how wonderful it is to know the grace and the glory of God that has come to us and been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Nothing like it. Studying and watching these 
uh, fellows, these eagles, watching their nature. One year up in Colorado, uh, I like to hunt. And uh, I don't like, to, I'm not a killer, a hunter. And I like to just go out and get up on the mountain and sit down and watch the animals, see how they move. Never in my life did I remember taking over a limit of anything because, and you hunters remember that, it's, it's sinful for a Christian to break the law. Amen. You shouldn't do it. You mean, you remember, and you little boys around here, don't shoot my robins. Mm-mm, they're mine, see. Did you ever hear the legend of the robins, you little boys? Now, if you want to shoot English sparrows, that's up to you and Papa and Mama and so forth, see. But my robins and doves, don't shoot them. You remember, that's, that's my bird, see. Do you know how he got his little red breast? How many ever heard how he got it? The legend. One day there was a man dying on a cross. Everybody had forsaken him. Even God himself had forsaken him. You know what happened? A little brown bird uh, looked at him there and felt so sorry for him. He looked his hands and his prayers through with nails. and His feet was drove to a cross. He was in prison. You know what this little brown bird did? He was so sorry for him. He just ran right in and tried to pull those nails out. And in doing so, he got his little breast all red with blood. Since then, he's had a red breast. You don't want to shoot him, do you? He's a nice little bird. You ought to see them little bright eyes looking up at me. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Nature. I remember learning of the eagle once. I was sitting in Colorado, and I was watching. Is in a spring roundup, bringing the cattle in, and I... Climbed up on a hill and I was watching the eagle, how she'd bring in her little ones and what she did with them. And I thought, how amazing, taking my binoculars to get right up close to where she was at. And one year I was up there elk hunting and the snow has to run the elk down. If they don't, they're a while. They don't get down in the valleys where sometimes fishermen and things comes up the creek. But they stay real high. And there had been no snow to run them down, so the rancher and I was had parted. We'd see one another in the next two or three days, and we'd meet where we were hunting across here on one side of the divide and me on the other. And I had about a couple of pack horses and a saddle horse, so I climbed way up where it didn't take my horse early that morning and went on up high, just hobbled him so he could pick a while. I went way up high in the fall of the year around October there. It would rain a while, snow a while. Oh, you know how it is, almost like a march down here. Then the sun will come and dry it all off and come up a storm, one of the quick northerners, and there's no blowdown close. I was almost to Timberline, and I just got behind a tree and stood like this till the storm was over. And after the storm was over, I stood there, and the wind got real cold when it was storming, the wind blowing and the rain falling, the autumn rains. And the evergreens is freezing. And then way back in the west, the sun came out. And I noticed it shining down and struck against the side of the mountain. Those evergreens froze. It formed a rainbow across the canyon. That great big eye setting back there into the west, looking that way, I thought, that's like the eyes of God run to and fro through the whole earth. You know, you just can't go anywhere unless you can see God if you just look for him. He's just, he's just everywhere. you got to get him in here first, though. And then let him use your eyes to look. Get him in here and he'll use your tongue to speak. Yes, he'll just use your whole being. 
just as much as you yield to him, that's how much he can use. God has an awful time getting a fellow to yield to him. Like Samson. Samson was kind of a ladies' man. He yielded his strength to God, but wouldn't give his heart to God. He gave that to the lion. That's all God could use was his strength. And just as much as you'll give to him, that's what he can use of you. Oh, let's just give all to him. So here I am, Lord, just take it. While we were, I was standing there, I looked at that, I've seen that rainbow, and I said, look here, God come up on top of this mountain. There he is in a rainbow. You see him in Revelations 1 to look up on, you know, a rainbow, walking in the mundle of seven golden candlesticks to look up on it, Jasper and um, Sardis Stone, Benjamin Reuben, first, last. I looked at that and I thought, isn't that beautiful? About that time, an old gray wolf howled up on the hill and that mate answered it down in the bottom. I thought, yeah, there's God in that. The storm had separated the elk herd. There's about, I got 80 some odd elk in that herd. And just try to get the biggest bulls as anyone understands. I like them just like you would your cattle. You don't want to butcher them out and just cause you can shoot them, but just take out the old ones because if you don't, I'd hurt your herd. And uh, I heard an old bull over on the side bugling because he got lost from the other herd. Oh, my, you talk about it. As David said, the deep calling to the deep. Standing up there and hear that wolf howl. I don't hear this elk over here bugling. Something way down on the inside of me begin to gurgle up. I thought, oh, God. I thought, it's good to be here. I wish I could build three tabernacles. <laughs> I got so happy, I set my little old rifle against the side of the tree and around and around and around that tree I went just screaming top of my voice jumping up and down and flopping my arms back and forth I said hallelujah 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 well somebody in the woods they thought they had a maniac out there I, round and around the bush I went as hard as I go and said praise God praise God hallelujah just running as hard as I could cause I was feeling good I didn't care if anybody else see me I was just I was just blowing off the steam as written I was going to burst so I just had to whistle, put a little out the whistle. So I was just going around and around and around as hard as I could. That's why I stopped and throwed up my hands. I thought, there he is over the yonder in the rainbow. Here he is down here howling in the wolf. Here he is doodling in the elk. Here he is in my heart. Oh, you're just everywhere. Around and around and around the tree. I went again. I thought, oh, it's good to be here. Wish I could build me a cabin and stay here. And then I thought, no, like it was with Peter, James, and John, there's a sick child just below the hill, you see. Got to go down. So while I was standing there, I noticed I must have excited a little old pine squirrel. I don't know where you, oh, sure, if it's anywhere else, you got it in Texas, but a little pine squirrel jumped up on a stump there where there's an old blowdown, and he began to just say all kinds of things to me. I guess I must have scared the little fellow half to death. And I was running around like that. I looked over. He's sitting there, switching that little tail. He's chatter, 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 chatter. And I thought, what's the matter with you, little guy? I'm worshiping the very God that created you. You want to see some more of it? Here I go, around, 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 around again. I thought, how'd you like that? Why don't you run around a little while? But the only thing he could sit there and go, chatter, 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 chatter. I thought, now, God, what are you attracted my attention to that little fellow for? Well, I'm just having such a big time here, you and I. I looked at him, he'd, he's got great big bug eyes anyhow, you know. Look like he sticks out on his cheek, especially when he gets all excited. And he's looking down like this. I thought, he's not watching me. I come to find out the winds of blowing in that storm had forced the big old eagle down under this 
stuff uh, under this blowdown. This great big old brown eagle was coming, moving out of there. That's what the little squirrel was excited about. He wasn't bothering me at all. He wasn't bothered about me. So he's watching that eagle down there because that eagle could pick him up right easy, you know. So I, I, he jumped out of this big eagle and I thought, well, now what do you know about that? I seen this big eagle jump out there and those great big velvet eyes looking around, you know, and I thought, isn't he a pretty thing? Stand about ten feet from me. And I thought, God, why'd you attract my attention now to that eagle instead of letting me run around around this tree? I, I don't know why you'd let me look at a fellow like that. If I just kill a deer and don't cover him up good, he'd pack him away. So why would I have to look at a fellow like that? I'm looking at you out here in a rainbow, seeing you out here in the, in the, hearing in the wolf and then all these things. I said, where would you be in that eagle? And yet the Bible said that you're Jehovah eagle. And we're eaglets. So now I wonder, how would you ever be in that eagle? I thought, what, what can I see about that fellow? I can see the, the, the elk, his great big monarch, he's the monarch of the woods. I can see the wolf with his lonesome hound, and I can see the rainbow, but that fellow, what's about him godly? And I happened to notice he was sitting there, and I said, you know what? I said, old fellow, I could shoot you if I wanted to. And I said, I, I could shoot you, do you believe that? He just never paid me any attention. You sat there in that great big head looking up at you know, them eyes, blazing over the skies, and looked back at me. And I kept noticing watching that chipmunk. So I think he had his eye on getting that chipmunk, I think, or that ground uh, pine squirrel. We call them chipmunks in Indiana, but they're actually pine squirrels. So I see him watching that. I thought, well, what, what about him? I said, well, he's one thing, he's not scared. And I said, I see how scary he is. I said, you know how I can shoot you? He just looked at me. I started raising my hand towards my gun. I see him moving them feathers. I said, I see it. I see what he is. See? He knows that he could be in that timber before I could ever get my hand on that rifle. That's right. Why? He had two wings. God gave him two wings to escape danger. Now I watched him feeling them feathers. Oh, God, I see where you're at now. Somebody said to me, aren't you afraid you'll make a mistake sometime up on there? Oh, no. Oh, no. As long as I can just feel his God-given presence is around. Let him say anything you want to. It don't make any difference. Aren't you afraid somebody take a crack shot at you? No, no. I, I ain't afraid as long as I feel his presence. That God-given power. That's all. Just feel his presence around. Aren't you afraid they'll clash you as a holy roller? Done did it. Didn't do any good. I'm going right on just the same. So it doesn't matter. Just feel his presence around you. See it ever feathers laying just right. Oh my. We ought to take inventory once in a while and just see how everything's feeling. Don't you think so? I like that. Just feel that real comfortable feeling like I do right now. See? He's right around. Now, I thought, well, I see what it is. And another thing, he's not afraid because he knows where he's standing. He knows just how much he can do and how much he can't. And he's trusting his God-given gift to take him away from danger. And if God could give an eagle that much confidence by instinct, how much more confidence ought we to have? Amen. With the power of the Holy Ghost upon us. Take us away from danger. Fly away. Sure. Get right away from it. Just rise up. Believe it. No need of us being this way, being sick or broke up and divided in a hundred and 
969 different organizations and things. Let's fly away from it. Amen. Get out of it. We're not bound by anything. No. If I fly right away, people say, all oh, days of miracles is past. Don't you believe it? You feel that God-given power around you. That saves you and fills you full of the Holy Ghost. What, what's that? Keep your, ha- keep your feelings of the Holy Spirit around you. See everything? The gears is all running right. All up good with eye sag, you know, and everything. So you can really move out when it comes time. Then uh, I watched him a little bit. And I found out that uh, he wasn't afraid of me. But he, he got tired of that little old chipmunk sitting there. A little old uh, pine squirrel. Sitting going, chatter, 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 chatter. He got enough of it. I guess maybe by instinct he knew that I wouldn't have shot him anyhow because I admired him. Sitting there, I like anything's brave. I hate a coward. I hate a man uh, uh, for a, see a man get in a pulpit and afraid to preach his conviction. I'd say it if he shot me, just the same. I, I, I want and go to an office and somebody be healed by the power of God and afraid to say something about it. Somebody say that they, yeah, I believe the Lord's a healer and then afraid to testify of it. Oh, brother. Shame to the Holy Ghost. God can't use you. God wants man of. A bravery. Amen. We are kin to the lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> That's right. Sternness, firmness, bravery. Or I could take on that lion and leave my picture. But on, on this eagle, I watched him for a few minutes. And after a while, he got tired of hearing that, that chatter, chatter. So he just made one big jump. And he flopped his wings about, flapping his wings about three times like that. He was done beyond that timber. Then I thought, my, what a powerful, the wind almost knocked me down when he raised up out of the power of that wing coming up. Like that. He's right up into that timber. I thought, my, he could fly a long ways. But you know what? He never flopped his wings anymore. No. He just knew how to set them. And every time the wind would come in, he'd ride up a little high. He'd set them again. When the winds would come up the canyon, he'd ride a little higher, not, not flapping one more time. He just rode away. I stood there, and I started crying. I thought, Lord, I'm going to have another spell. This sure is the world. Oh, I looked, and there he went. And I watched him until he come just a little black dot way in the air. I thought, that's it, Lord. It isn't. Join this and go join that and flap, flap here and flop, flop there and from one place to another. It's knowing how to set your wings in the power of faith. Leave that earthbound chipmunk sat there saying, Chat, chat, days of miracles and faith. I tell you, chatter, no such thing as the Holy Ghost. Chatter, chatter, chatter. It's all nonsense. That's just work up. That, that, that's enthusiasm. No such thing. Oh, my. Just set your wings. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost comes in like a wave, just ride on it like a You can't even hear it no more. That's the way it gets so high in the atmospheres of God's grace until you don't even hear that chatter, chatter here. It becomes dead to you. You're up in the heavenly. Now, our eagle was made a heavenly bird. He certainly was. And there's no other bird that can touch him. No, sir, he's the king of the bird family. That's true. If uh, you talk, you say a hawk's got a hawk eye. You've heard that? <laughs> he's an amateur. You don't know what he's talking about. If that hawk would ever try to fly with that eagle, he'd disintegrate in the air. That eagle is a special built bird. 
He has to be because he can fly higher than any other bird. Well, now, if he didn't have a special built body when he got up there, he would disintegrate too. That's how people try to impersonate to be something that they're not. That's why finds all your wrecks on the road. What I mean on the road of life. Because they're trying to impersonate somebody else and it wasn't built that way. It wasn't made for that. I don't know whether that sunk in or not, but I hope it did. But anyhow, oh, yes. Amen. We find out. You know, the, the uncircumcised... Uh, Egyptian trying to follow the circumcised uh, Israelites, they got disintegrated too in the bottom of the sea. They couldn't cross their wheels mired down. Now, we notice as the eagle, and if he, what good would it do? Now, that's the reason God likened his prophets to eagles. Because they could go so high, now he's a special made bird, and oh, his feathers are so tight. You can't hardly pull them out with a pair of pliers. They're so tight because if they wasn't, when he got up there, they up that spears up in there, he'd, they'd come out of him. He'd fall back to earth and just he'd disintegrate. And if the hawk tried to follow him or the crow tried to follow him, he'd just leave him in the dust. And right? if he got any higher, he goes so high that's all the higher he can go because he's a crow or a hawk. But an old eagle just keeps on climbing. Now, what good would it do him to get up there if he wasn't equipped with some eyes that could see away away too? That's right. What good does it do to climb high unless you live high too? <laughs> live the way you're climbing. High as you jump, live that high. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why it brings so much reproach on the churches. People jumping way high and living real low, see? That's the thing we ought to do. Live just as high as you jump. That's right. Now... If the eagle didn't have some reason to be up there, he'd never be made that way. So that's the reason God made him and called him his prophet. Because a prophet rises high like Isaiah and Jeremiah and them. They went way up. And farther up you go, the farther away you can see. Now, some people just stays on the ground all the time, so his vision's just right here. But as you raise, higher you raise, further away you can see. Oh, my no wonder some people are so nearsighted. <laughs> they haven't ever got their foot off the ground yet. Oh, how you can raise. And the eagle is the highest of all. He can raise higher than any other bird. Nothing can follow him. Why, well, I doubt whether an airplane could get to him. <laughs> They're making it generate its own air. But when you get up in there, this bird, a live bird, up in there, you look around, he can see his eyes so far beyond the hawk. He could get up there and see things like if, if there was a storm coming and you could be high enough in the air, you could see it hundreds and hundreds of miles away. If you was high enough up, you could see it. Well, God took his prophets and raised them up so high like Jeremiah and Isaiah, John and them, so they saw come on down into the millennium. Amen. Way up. I was over to visit a brother in Phoenix not long ago, a brother outlaw. He said, uh, that's a horrible name for a, a Christian brother, but he's a fine man. And there's one of my brothers kissing when you and I were there. We was at his church. And he had a choir up there. They were godly-looking little women with no manicure on their face and had long hair and dress. I, I always, what is that? What is that you call it? I always get mascara. Uh, that, that don't sound right. That, oh, anyhow, it's on the lips and on the air. It's all over, you see. So... 
uh, paint is really what it is. Uh, uh, well, I guess that's it too. Ever what it is. Well, anyhow, they wasn't dressed like that. And their little old faces just as shiny as a peeled onion. And there was, standing there, and the, his little voice down there singing, we're going up, up, up. And he said, first round with justification, second round, sanctification. Glorification, then the Holy Ghost came down. He said, I started up, 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 till I struck the Milky White way. I thought I was gone. <laughs> you see that? That's that eagle mounting up. Going up, way up in there, you can see the coming of the Lord. Oh, no wonder when that little woman seen Grant come in to, to Richmond up there, she said, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord, tramping out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. Sure, catching the vision of the coming of the Lord, going up. Now he's a special built bird. He's going to fly higher, and if he gets up there, he can see far off. And Jehovah, Papa Eagle, sits all the way up into heaven. Oh, when he was here on earth, he was given the lowest name could ever be given. Beelzebub. He went to the lowest city there is in the world, Jericho. And become so low until he had to look up in a tree to see the smallest man in the city. That's right. He was called everything on earth, bad names and everything. But when he was exalted... He was given a name above every name that's named in heaven and earth. But all the family, both in heaven and earth, is named after him. He is exalted so high above till he has to look down to see heaven. Now that's how God did him when he got up there. That's the difference. Now you have to start up. Now we're just as low as we can be when we're sinners. Let's start up. Up the Milky White Way. Just strike it and keep going on. Now we find that going up, up. Going up to the kingdom of God. Now these prophets, when they get up there, go so far up where other birds of intelligence couldn't see. They didn't know. They couldn't get up there in the first place. But God said his prophets were his eagles. And now God told us, you know, in the Bible, that he brought Israel out of Egypt on the wings of an eagle. That was his wings. Oh, that pillar of fire for a direction he carried Israel on his wings. Oh, here not long ago, when they were bringing Palestine being stirred again, seeing Louis Petrus sent down a million New Testaments to those Jews coming up from down in Iran and so forth, and they were reading that New Testament, and they never heard of such a thing as the Lord Jesus being on earth. They've been down there since the Romans had packed them away. And they said, if this be the Messiah, let us see him do the sign of the prophet. We'll believe it. Oh, what a setup for the ministry. I stuck right out. When I got down to Cairo, Egypt, had my 30 minutes, I'd been in Palestine. And something struck me and went out behind a hangar said, the hour's not yet. I returned back and went to Greece and on over into India. The hour wasn't yet. Call them Jews out. They believe it, brother. Yes, sir. And I thought, what a time to bring those brethren out there. And say, is it true that you said if this Messiah was the Son of God, He was the Messiah that was spoke of, you want to see Him do the sign of the prophet and you'll believe Him. Is that right? And I say, now, pick yourself out some man and come up here. We'll find out whether He's still the prophet or not. Whether He is. Right on this same ground where your forefathers denied the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now receive it. Oh, then the gospel's gone to the Jew and the Gentile day is finished then. Just a little piece of door open, you little 
Eagle that you better be flapping and getting ready to get out of here because the door of mercy will be closed one of these days. That is true. Oh, what a great thing. How God, those, when they brought the airplanes down, and I guess you read it and, and the uh, readers died. No, I'll tell you, it was in Look Magazine. I've got a, a, a film that shows three minutes till midnight. Three minutes till midnight. And it's in life-size figure of Green of Palestine, Brother Oregon Bright, many of the friends down there. And this, they had these packing these Jews in old crippled ones on their back. So they went up to interview them. They said, are you coming back to die in the homeland? They said, no, we're coming to see the Messiah. Mm. When the fig tree puts forth its branches, oh, brother, Israel's becoming a nation again there. The old six-point star of David flies, the oldest flag in the world. The first time it flew for 2,500 years. They're in their own land now. That's God's calendar. Messiah will come just as sure as they're standing there waiting for him. We're at the end time. All little eagles, press through the door of mercy and go flying as hard as you can. When they brought them up, those airplanes come down to get those Jews. They were still plying with old wooden instruments like they did hundreds and thousands of years ago. They still do it in South Africa. So then when we find out that they was afraid of that airplane, they was scared to get in it. One old rabbi stepped out there and said, don't be afraid. He said, our prophet promised us that someday we'd go to the homeland on the wings of an eagle. That big TWA plane raised up them Jews. That's what the prophet saw. He, he didn't know what, what you should call an airplane. He said, it's the eagle's wings. They'll come back home. See that old airplane raised up down there 2,500 years ago. And that's coming to pass right now. Bring them back on the wings of the eagle. That eagle is a bird. Quite a bird. Up in Cincinnati Zoo. I like to take the children up there. One way, I hate to see anything pinned up in a cage. I feel so sorry for, I love wildlife, but I, I don't have any, not even a dog at home because I have to keep him tied. I hate to see anything in prison, anything but a prison house. Put them poor animals in there for everybody to come and stare at them, look around, I think it's, it's just pathetic. And then I think if I just had the money, I'd buy them all, take them back to their homelands and turn it loose and say, go on, I'll run as hard as you can, get away. I don't blame a bunch of painted up things standing around looking at them, puffing cigarettes, smoking their nose. Oh my. I hate to be standing there like that myself. So, oh, it ought to be, it's the other side. The cigarette puffer ought to be in there. You'd <laughs> be more of a thing, something to cage up. You <laughs> don't know enough to take care of himself. Then the first thing we know, I went down to my little girl Sarah. We was walking along hand to hand. We went down to the birds. And there's a great big cage down there. They just must have caught this big fella. Was a great big eagle. They put him there. Oh, he's a mammoth big fella. Great big feet. Look like I'd pick up a calf and fly away with it. Well, I, I heard a flopping down there and the feathers of flying. I thought, what's the matter? So Sarah and I walked out. She's a little bitty tot. And I just have so much fun out of my children. Don't you love children? This little Sarah... Just a few years ago, I've been in a meeting, and i come home one night, and they was waiting up for Daddy to come in. They're both Daddy's little girls, you know. So they, uh, they was waiting. I didn't get in until real late, so Mama put them to bed, and I got in about 2 or 3 o'clock, and 
I so worked up from the meetings and visions and things worked me up so bad. So I couldn't sleep, so I got up about six o'clock, went into the parlor and sat down in a in a chair, just sitting there thinking about the meeting. All at once I heard down in the, the girls' room there a, a lot of uh, noise and now I looked and here come Becky, my oldest. She's kinda long legged, you know, and, and Sarah's a little bitty feller and so here come Becky as hard as she could, just a running, and she jumped right of straddle my lap like that and throw both arms around me, begin to hug me, hollering, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And I looked back there, you know, that just makes a man's heart swell out. And I looked, and here come her little sister Sarah with hand-me-downs, you know, the second one I always get pajama feet about that much too long, you know. She put me to mind the little interdenominational church and the that other long leg had been around a long time, you know, so kind of been here a long, know a lot of things. So she threw her arms around me, and she beat Sarah there. And she said, Sarah, my sister, little Sarah, stop. Said, I want you to understand this, my sister. I was here first, and I've got all of daddy, and there's none left for you. Poor, that's just not the way they try to tell us. right. That long leg has been way back at her for a long time ago, you know. So I said, got all of him. So I said, I got all of that and there's none left for you. Might as well close up your doors. <laughs> little Sarah standing there, her little lips dropped down, her little black eyes, little tears come out on like that. I looked over at her and winked at her, motioned my fingers, stuck out my other leg. Here she comes, feet flopping everywhere, you know. Jumped up on my leg and she's kind of, she, she hadn't been ordained long enough, you know. She she she's kind of topsy turvy. So I had to reach and get her with both arms or she'd fall off. And I hugged her up close to me. She hugged me and held tight a minute. She turned around that big eyes, you know, and that smile on her face. She said, My sister Rebecca, I want to tell you something too. He says it may be so that you was here first and you got all of daddy, but I want you to know that daddy's got all of me. So I want him to have all of me. Theologies and all the theologies and the PH, HHDs and QUDs. Only I know he's got all of me in my company. That's all I care for as long as I know that his spirit has me wrapped into his mercy and goodness. Nothing I try to merit, nothing I could merit, nothing I can do, nothing in my arms I bring just simply to thy cross I cling. Lord, take all of me. That's the way. Little old Sarah I go along with a few days after that, I hold her by the hand, and we went down to this eagle cage. And I had seen one of the most pathetic sights I thought I'd ever seen. Is a big old eagle had just been caught. He sat in this cage. He was laying on his back when I went up. Great big wings flowed out like that. I noticed he was bleeding all over the front of his wings. His head is all bleeding. The feathers knocked off of it, the edge of his wings. I thought, what's the matter with that poor bird? Now I raised little Sarah up and put her legs across my neck so she could see in the cage. And she said, Daddy, he's a-bleeding. I said, yes. Maybe there ain't nothing there for him to fight. I don't know what he's fighting. After all, he got up, shook that weary head, turned his head and looked like that. You know, he's a heavenly bird. He got back to the cage like that. Here he come across the cage just as hard as he could, flapping down big wings and banged his head right into that cage again, knocking him backwards on the floor and he... Blood running out of his wings where he tried to beat him against that cage to get out. He heemed so hard that time he laid there and his weary eyes looked up to the sky. 
Oh, oh, oh God, isn't that pitiful? Then something struck in my heart. I thought, no, that's not the most pitiful thing I ever seen. An animal in a cage. The most pitiful thing I ever seen is a man born to be a son of God. Hallelujah. Pinned down by some organization or some creed that tells him the days of miracles. Hey, you when he lays those old denominational creeds and looks around like that, he was born to be a son of God. Creeds put him in a cage. God wants him out. Amen. That was the work of a man. Put that eagle in there. It's the work of a man that puts you men in creeds and denominations. All of the devil. That's our creed a man down, days of miracles is fast, no such a thing as joy of the Holy Ghost, no such a thing as shouting, no such a thing as speaking in tongues, no divine Oh my! Pitiful! Sons of God! Born to be free! Then caged down. Brethren, don't despise those men. Don't despise that, that ring that's got them bound in there. That's the thing break for them. And that's right. Don't despise them. They're they were born to be sons of God. They were born to be free. Just don't let nobody cage you up in something other like that. That's the thing. Keep out of those old cages. That's exactly right. The old eagle, he's such a wonderful bird. His habits, I like to watch his habits, what he does. I've watched him build her nest many times on the roundup. You know, say, put my glasses on him, watch him. Or when it, early in the morning before we even start on the drive... I get up there and get my binoculars to see what the old eagle is doing to that nest yet. He goes out, and you ought to see him. He never builds his nest on the ground. An eagle won't build his nest on the ground. The eagle builds his nest way as high as he can get in the highest peak. That's the reason God likened him to his church. You are a candle that sets on a hill. That's right. High ambitions. High anticipations. We're expecting great things. We're not say, well, I'm Pentecostal. That settles it. That don't for me. <laughs> I'm expecting greater things. I'm Baptist. I'm Methodist. I'm oneness, twoness, threeness, or whatever you are. That don't satisfy me. I got ambitions to move on to life. Me him. Up, 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 up. I received the Holy Ghost. That settles it. It didn't with me. I'm still taking it, moving higher and higher. Just moving on. Way high. High ambitions, high expectations. Ambitions. Not, well, we got a pretty nice little church. We just settle down, me and this little crowd. We don't want another rest of you in our group. Not me. I want to reach out a hand to every fallen creed. Bring in ambitions. Do something. Expectations for a man that had ever walked in truth to see truth. You'll never get him in that way, but down in him, you've got to put your arm around him and love him and let him know that you're your brother. Then something will happen. If you're akin to Jehovah, you will do that. you got his spirit. He'd come to ones that hated him, despised him, and spit in his face. He still prays that he's saved. Certainly. That's the spirit of God in a man. Now, now how much different that eagle is from a chicken? Oh, well, a chicken's a bird just the same as an eagle is. you know that? Well, uh, a chicken is just as much bird as the eagle, but a chicken is his denominational brother, you know, that just <laughs> ready to settle down to some creed, builds his nest right out in the barnyard somewhere, 
wherever a rat can run in and tear it up, scatter his little ones, with his cigarette smoking, short wearing women, bobbed hair, and everything is cut to pieces. Every old filthy thing of the world can creep right into it, but an eagle takes his nest and puts his little ones that's going to be born so high that that foul breath don't even blow on them. You know, I feel, I feel real religious right now. Feel good. Mm. Yes, bring him way up high. I watch him high, he takes that nest. First he takes up great big sticks and places them right down the crevices like that. Builds it around so no wind can disturb it. Then he goes out and gets briar vines and wraps that around. Round and around, ties it in. He isn't an architect the country could build one any better. That's right. He knows how to do it. Way up on a peak. No animals or rats can climb up there. So his little ones are safe. Some time ago, a noted evangelist said, I'll go into a city. Well, it was our brother Billy Grimm. I think a mighty evangelist. He said to Louisville there, talking to the ministerial breakfast that morning. I was there with Mordecai Ham, which is a good brother of mine. One led him to the Lord. Led Billy Grimm to the Lord. Mordecai and I are neighbors there, so we're real good friends and he was, uh, we're sitting at the table together and old Billy got up. He said, this Bible is the standard. He said, when Paul went into a city, that he had one convert. He went back the next year and that convert had made 30. He said, I'll go into a city. He said, I'll get 30,000 converts. When I come back next year, or two weeks and then hardly a month, so I can't find 30. <laughs> so what's the matter? Now here's what he said. He said, you bunch of lazy preachers. Set back there with your feet on the desk and send him a card and send him personal contact him. I admired his, I admired his, but that wasn't it. I thought, I want to ask you something. Who was that personal one? The, did Paul didn't go back. He just left that convert. That's all. The thing of it is, Billy, you're not taking them far enough out of the sight of all these things. That's what it is. Get that 30,000 with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then come back in 38. Yes, uh, just fan the little creed over them. They take them out and say, show them your name here. Take your letter out of some other and put it over here. That's not it. Take the uh, sin out of your life and let your name be written on the Lamb's book of life. And glory up there in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come down there and you'll fly like an eagle. That's right. You'll come out above all this old stink of carrying all we have on the earth here. It's really the truth. Sometime ago, an old rancher and I was together. We've been partners a long time. I never could just lead him to Christ. We were way high in the mountains. And he kind of got a little hump on his back. He was carrying a great big old bull gun on his back, walking around. The, the light was shining down through them trees where hardly a man had ever walked. He stopped all at once. He looked around. He said, this looks like a cathedral. I said, Jeff, I've felt him in here ever since he came across the hill. He threw his arms around. He said, Billy, I want to find him right here in his cathedral. That's it! He turned up. He never smoked or anything. And he hated automobile because he was a rancher. He said, you don't smell no gasoline or cigarettes up here, do you, Billy? I said, no, this is where he lives, Jeff. This is why I come up here. Get up high! That's you have to have in the spiritual atmosphere. Don't stay down here like a chicken. Amen. away Get away. Chicken. Every old rat coming out of the barn will catch him. Yes, sir. You don't take it no farther than just join the church and... Come every Sunday and we'll have a little bunk hole game and we'll play croquet in the backyard. That's not what it is, brother. Oh, hallelujah. Have a soup supper and play our pastor off and 
Now, all of you, put on your bathing suits and go swimming. Get a suntan. <laughs> you need a suntan. I got two girls. They may try it one of these days, and they're going to get a tanning from the sun, but not the S U and the S O N of Mr. Branham. We have the barrel snapped behind him. Just as hard as I can. That's what they need is that kind of a tanning. Yes, sir. Oh, my, what we need today is a good old St. Paul's revival and the Bible, Holy Ghost, back in the church again. Right. His ambitions are high. Chicken stays down on the ground, builds his nest, never rat, snake, and never scavenger there is, comes in, eats the eggs before they're even born, they're even hatched out. Right. That's the reason Billy's losing all of his converts. That's exactly right. Every rat in the country, every old cigarette smoker, dancer, everything else comes in, takes them out. Let him build that nest a little higher up there sometime. Lift him up just a little bit higher. Get out of the reach of him. Jesus said, if you love the world, things of the world, the love of God's not even in you. John said that. Get him out of the things of the world. Get him out of reach of it. And a man that ever tasted Jesus Christ, the world is dead to him. I got a little Bible at home, one of my first, and I picked it up there day and looked at it. I had in the back, people kept asking me questions. He said, is it wrong to smoke? I was in the Baptist church. That is the wrong to smoke, is the wrong to drink. I wrote a little poem in there and I said, Don't ask me foolish questions, just make this up in your mind. If you love the Lord with all your heart, you don't smoke, chew, or drink any shine. So I think that still stands good. That's right. How would you ever eat out of a garbage can after once you'd eat from God's table? No, sir. you can't do it. Certainly. Now, the next thing he liked in the eagle, oh, got so many things, but we haven't got time to get to them all. But the next thing is the eagle restores his youth. You know, the psalm said that. Proverbs said it. As the eagle restores his youth, renews his youth. He renews his youth. An old eagle every once in a while, all them feathers drops out and he renews his youth again. Well, that's likened to his church. I remember the first time I ever seen Pentecostal people. It's up at a tabernacle, Brother Rao, up here in uh, Indiana. Out of Michigan. That's where Dwar Jack met, close to Dwar Jack. Um, oh, um, I forget the name of the place now. Oh, my. It's up in Indiana there around the Michigan border. And, um, Mishawaka, Indiana. That's right. Mishawaka. And I went in there and they had about 60 preachers on the platform that night. He said, all preachers come up. So I went up there and I was a Baptist and so I sat down and so they heard some of them preachers, them young fellows that day all preaching how Jesus was and what a wonderful, uh, uh, Savior he was and so forth. And that night for the main message, they brought an old colored man out there. And the poor old fellow almost had to lead him out. He had a great, big old, blue-looking, cutaway Prince Albert coat. Or one of these here, uh, collars on old preacher's coats, you know. He come out there, just a little rim of white hair. Here he come out to the pulpit. Like that. Now I thought, well, why don't they put some of these young theologians out there? Bring a message. The old fellow come out there, you know, and got around out to the pulpit like this. He said, I want to take my text tonight. <laughs> Said from over in Job, I believe it's seven, seven thirty-seven or something like that. Said, "Where was you when I laid the foundations of the world?" Poor <laughs> little fast to do. One morning, stars sang together, and the sons of God shouted for joy. And I thought, what they put that old man out there to preach for? And all that fellows have been preaching what Jesus done down here. He started back down there before eternity began. Brought him all the way across the skies and hiding, coming down the horizontal rainbow in the second coming. About that time, the Holy Spirit struck him the heart. Whoopee! Jumped up and went dancing around like that. There's twice as much room as this here. Walked off the platform and said, not enough room up here for me to preach. Walked off the, the platform. I said, boy, that's what I want. If it'll make an old man like 
as the eagle renews his youth. <laughs> yes, sir, the revival takes and shakes all the old funny feelings away from you, fly out into an atmosphere, you know, lacking his heritage to an eagle because the eagle renews his youth. Now, makes him shout. You watch the church be sitting all dry. First thing you know, the Holy Spirit strikes them. They're new. Well, the old people just up on their feet, jumping and shouting and praising God. Renews your youth again. That's right. Do anything a young person can do. Just jump and holler and scream and shout. He renews his youth. That's right. I believe in that, don't you? There's a farmer up there in Indiana. One of them was a... He was a good farmer. His barns wasn't very good. All cracks in the barns and everything. There's another farmer down there, but he had plenty of money, so he built the finest of barn that you could ever see. This is good for the preachers. So I say he built the finest barn that you ever seen. He had tractors and everything, but that guy was too lazy to farm. So each one of them and the other farmer, the farmer had the bad barn, the little mission somewhere. <laughs> he had a he was a real farmer up and at it. So he raised plenty of good alfalfa hay and everything that year and put it up. And the next that in the barn that year, both barns was born to calf. And the next spring, the warm winds begin to blow. They let the uh, uh, rich farmer down there let his little calf out. Poor little fellow, so thin. He comes staggering out. The wind's almost blowing him sideways. Couldn't hardly get along. He hadn't had nothing to eat. Uh-huh. Had some old weeds up in there, you know. Yeah. Old denominational weeds. Yeah. We are so and so. We are the biggest. Uh, that never fattened the soul. No, no. But this other little calf, he didn't have very much of a barn to stay in. But brother, when they let him out, he was all full of vitamins and fat. <laughs> My, just as round and fat as he could be. Man, he just kicked up his heels and started hitting that wind, you know, and hit him. And he just, he's just having a, when that Russian wind struck him, he was just having a big time. Just running around, kicking up his heels. You know what the little poor calf done? Stuck his little poor head through the cracks and said, such fanaticism. <laughs> what was the matter? He was starved on denominational weeds. Take it back to Pentecost again. Bring it with an experience. Amen. Fattened up. We're putting too much, and that's what's mad with us Pentecostal people. We're putting too much on our buildings nowadays and claiming Jesus is coming. Yes, sir. What we ought to do is be on the job. I'm getting somebody in there saving souls. Healing them God's vitamins through the power of God. That's exactly right. Now, finally, the old eagle takes a place to... Uh, Several things about him, but I got the just hit the high spot. Now my time's getting away. So we let's see him build his nest. He's go to have they're going to have a nest full of little ones. He's building his church, you know, way up on top of the hill, and vines are up real good. Now that nest is all full of stickers. Well, you don't want that thing. You don't want your new converts to know all the stickers about the thing. You know how you had to battle to get there. But um, you know what the eagle does? He goes out and pads that nest. You ought to see him. That old mother eagle will go out and get rabbit skin, eat the rabbit, and then take the skin and poke it up and never a little crap like that. Just making this a little fluffy place, all the prettiest little cozy nest for the little ones to be born in. That's the way God does it, you know. Oh, my. When, when you're first saved, don't you feel good? Walking on that little fine fudge, you know. Oh, my. That little tender feet still just good. Oh, it's real good. 
Oh, how Papa walks up and down the nest and them little ones are born, looking at them. Mmm. My. Oh, you're so struck. Throw them shoulders back and struck looking at his little ones. All look just like me. That's right. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also. Can you drink the cup of persecution being made fun of called Beelzebub like me? Yes. Can you be baptized with the spirit I'm baptized with? Yea. Just like me. <laughs> Looking at his little ones, you see. Oh, how he struck. Now, what if all at once one of them little fellows would happen to be a crow? Fly up on the nest and holler, call, 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 call. <laughs> That'd be a hybrid. <laughs> That's what's the matter today. We got too many high-bred buzzards and crows in the nest, and not real eagles. Too much high-bred religion. Trying to mix all them water together, it won't mix. You know what happened? That little crow jumped up on our heart. Call, call, call! These miracles have passed. No such thing as about just the Holy Ghost. All this is fanaticism. He'd kick him out of it. <laughs> what would happen to him up in that nest? Then he'd disintegrate before he hit down among the chickens. He sure would. Yes, sir. No, sir. Papa Eagle, they look just like him. They believe the same thing he does. They look like him. Yes, sir. They're made like him. They're built like him. And he knows they're genuine eagles. Oh, my. That's what God wants. A genuine Messiah. Amen. He is Messiah. Messiah is the anointed one. And we are his children, which has a lesser anointing. So we're as Jehovah Eagle, his great eagle, and we're eaglets. He's Messiah, and we with the same anointing are Messiahs. <laughs> Amen. Anointed. Messiah means the anointed one. Are you anointed? <laughs> Amen. What we have the same spirit that he was anointed with. We have it in measure. He has it without measure. He was God manifest in the flesh, and we are sons of God, hearts of him. Come on. Yes, sir. The very works that I do shall you do also. I might take a spoonful of water out of this ocean out here, and you never miss it in the ocean. That's why we'd be missed if we'd have to drop out. But remember, the same chemicals is in the entire ocean. It's in that spoon. Same water. That's just more of it out there. So that's what it is. Or you say, what is that out there? Ocean water. What's this here? Ocean water. Exactly. That's the way Papa Eagle thinks about his little ones. How he struts around. You scream at him, they'll scream back. That's it. I'm he that was. Amen, Papa. I'm he that is. Amen, Papa. I'm he that is to come. Amen, Papa. I'm the same yesterday and forever. Amen, Papa. I'm still a healer. Amen, Papa. I still give a holy word. Amen, Papa. I'm the same yesterday and forever. Amen, Papa. Amen. Little old crow say, ah, oh, oh, <laughs> You little buzzard, what you hollering about? Get out of <laughs> Little vulture, you couldn't eat eagle food anyhow. <laughs> Try it. Oh, my. Then the first thing you know when he finds out that there are, there are fine little eagles, he walks around. And the first thing you know, Mama is determined that her, that her little eagles ain't going to be like an earthbound chicken. They ain't going to get to walk on that all the time. Go give them a few trials to see how they come out. Uh-huh. Every son that cometh to God must be chasing. Yeah. And when they back up, say, no, I'll... Why, you wasn't a son to begin with. Amen. If you cannot stand chastisement, then the Bible says you become a bastard child and not a son of God. Amen. So that's where you pull them out. 
Like a man went forth and said, The kingdom of God, throw the net into the sea and wave, draw it out. He had terrapins, crawfish, lizards, and everything else. Pulled them out on the bank. That's the preacher's job. We don't know which is which. Some of them's fish. Some of them's lizards. Some of them's snakes. Some of them crawfish. Watch the old crawfish when he's there. Somebody say, Glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Say, boop, 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 boop. I can't see that. Right back to the water you go. The old snake is thinking, I'm saying, I thought I was a church, but it's holy, Lord. There he goes. What was he, a snake to begin with? A crawfish to begin with. An old lady spider plonking his Right back to the mud hole again. Right back out with sharks on, cutting her hair. As a hog goes to its wallow and a dog to its vomit. There you are. Don't get mad. Just sit still. When I was a little kid, we lived up in Kentucky and we had a hard time living. Mama used to take old corn pone. I don't know where you know what it is or not. Black-eyed peas and turnip greens. And when she'd take that old corn pone, we didn't have any large, she'd render out meat skin. And then she'd make that, the grease, the sharpening for this cornbread out of them uh, meat skins. And, you know, it's kind of bad living, so every Saturday night, we all used to have to take a big bath, and we had a big old cedar tub. And then they pour water in there, get hot, there's about nine of us, and so all of them would take a bath, and never change the water, just add some more hot water. I was the last one I had to take my arm, but I got a bath, all right. But then the thing of it was, after that, to get ready for school Sunday, now this is on Saturday night, and on Sunday we were all taking a good round of cash, or all the kind of way we had to eat. I got so sick of it, I'd hold my nose and just gag. I said, Mama, I can't even stand this stuff. I can't yet. She said, Honey, if it don't make you sick, it don't do you any good. That's where this gospel is. If it don't get your spiritual gastronomics all stirred, make you real sick. You want to run digging and finding out. Hey, Charter, Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good for you. It'll stir you all up and fix you up. Make you ready for the, for the rapture. <laughs> Come. That's right. Yes. So this mother's decided she don't want her little eagles become just denominational chickens. My goodness, no. She's decided that, so she has to get them out of that nest. When everything's uh, working right, she has to give them a trial. So you know what she does? She gets right in there, takes her big bill, her and Papa, and throws every bit of that, uh, of that packing out of there. Then it gets rough. Oh, my, like I did at your Pentecost. Persecutions rose and everything else, you know. Yeah. Every time the little eagle starts studying, how he jump? He's on a sticker. Did you ever have that experience? Every week on sticker. I don't want to get adjusted to the world. You don't want to get adjusted. No, no, walking on soft things. Oh, my, that's taking away with the Lord's despised you. That's right. Little eagle kind of got, she'd she done that purposely so he wouldn't be so adjusted to that nest. He's an eagle. He's not a chicken. Don't want to get him out there so he trusts his own. So he, after a while, he just can't sit down. He's just having an awful time. And mother decides then that she wants to make him a ghost. He's an eagle. She looks him over and she finds out, yep, he's an eagle. So he's ready to leave the nest now. He's dissatisfied with these old things of the world. So the first thing you know, she said, now if he's an eagle, if he stays like that all the time, he'll become a chicken. So I've got to get him out here and give him some experience. So she comes down over the nest. She spreads out her great big wings. All you all to see. My son and me go stretch 14 feet from tip to tip. She throw them big wings out like this. And I'll ah! Oh, that big scream like that. She wave them big wings. And the legal slave back like this, that wind fanning in like that. My, when she brace them big wings like that. Now, she's got to get all the loose feathers out of them. 
Because if you don't, they'll die when they get up there. They'll, they'll, their feathers will come out up there. Well, then it's in a bad shape. And that's what's mad at the church today. It needs a good nester and get some of the loose feathers out of it. Packing a chip on your shoulders and grudges and things like that. You'll die in a fight. How can God ever have a church with signs and wonders and miracles when you're fussing one another, I'm this, I'm that, and rub grudges and everything? The Holy Ghost comes down like a rushing wind. All them little loose feathers, I'm this and I'm that, you're nothing. That you ought to be. What the Scripture says. Fan out all the loose feathers. Oh my, get them all tightened up because she's going to take them on a real ride pretty soon, a solo. Ah, oh my, that solo flight, the first one. And she, she fans all the feathers out in the nest, just borrows like that. The loose feathers are flying, never hurt. Get all the feathers flying out so they get the good tight ones in there. She examines them over and see if they're ready. That's what God's trying to do to his church now. Just can't get her ready. Them feathers just keeps getting loose. You need some more spiritual vitamins to tighten it up. Some eagle vitamins. That's the word. Tighten up them feathers. Then the first thing, once she gets it all out, then she's got to get them to believe her. So she spreads her great big wings out and screams to the top of her voice. She fans them like that, that Russian mighty wind, you know, it comes down. Oh, and the little eagles just fall back. They don't look out and say, let's see what Dr. Jones said about it. No, no, they look up. Oh, and you see them great big wings. See what's trying to do? She's trying to get them little eaglets to realize how great she is. The power, they've got to trust in them big wings. That's the way God does. He fans all the feathers out of it. Then he's got two wings God has. You know that Jehovah Eagle? That's the New and Old Testament. He fans them before you. Oh, my! from the grave. I'm he that was dead and alive again and alive forevermore. The New and Old Testament fanning back and forth. The little eagles lay back there and say, How great thou art, how great thou art. Trust me! What good does it do to give a canary bird vitamins for his wings and make good bones and wings and keep him in a cage? What good does it do to educate preachers with theology and history and everything else and then tell them the days of miracles is past and cage them up in some denomination. Nonsense! Turn him loose! Let him try! He's legal! Amen. Tell him days of miracles is all past. That's not an eagle. That's a buzzard. Listen. Eating dead things. Now, notice what happened. Then when mother gets them to see them little eagles lay out there and say, How great thou art. How great. Did you ever go out at nighttime and look? I was out here at Mount Palmer, I believe it was. All the way around Beaumont. Still wouldn't have it broke down in my And beyond that, what did he do? Just blow them off his hands. How great thou art. How great thou art. Look at the God of Moses who opened up the Red Sea. Took the Hebrew children in the fire furnace. Daniel out of the lion's den. Lazarus out of the grave. I have power. God raised him up. That's true. But he said, I have power to lay my life down. I have power to take it up again. Amen. How great thou art. Trust me, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And big wing. Find out that Jesus of the New Testament is Jehovah of the Old. And big wings standing up and down that rushing mighty wind, feeding in that. Oh, how I like to lay in that breeze. How great thou art. How great thou art. Stirring up the nest. Yes, sir. Get you ready. 
Then one day she decides it's a pretty blue day, so she decides to take her little eaglets on its first flight. They done read their Bible through to see how great she is. She's just the same as she ever was. Her great wings, her great feathers. She's equipped to take care of her little ones. So she spreads forth her wings, sings herself back like that. Say, jump on, children. Oh, I'm so glad you don't have to jump on to a creed. You jump on to the cross. Amen. When I see you spread nothing in my arms, I bring. I'm trusting you, Lord. I don't know how I'm going to do it. When they put me out of the Baptist church, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know, Lord. And it's a whole to God's unchanging hand. I don't know how it's going to make it to God. You ordain me, call me, go pray for the sick. They tell me they have any insane institution in a few weeks. But how great thou art. How great thou art. Where are you going to? I don't know. Just wherever he leads me. <laughs> a brother ordained me in the church said, you know what you'll wind up as? I said, someday in glory. But I'm holding to the cross. Holding to God. Mother Eagle says, jump on now. And you ought to see them little fellows how to get a hold. They take their little paws. They find them a good handful of feathers like that. They grip down and take their little beak. Reach down and get a hold of another feather. Say, All right, Mama, I'm ready. <laughs> she leaves that nest. She's way up in the air anyhow. Because they're not buzzards now. They're eagles. They're born up there. <laughs> Don't be born down here. Be born up there. <laughs> you're born down here. You're a denominational brother. That's all right. You're a bird too. But you're born up here. Brother, you're born in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Not born to some creed. You're way up here in the air. The old mother gives a little jump like that and she sets them big wings. When the wind's coming just right, she moves way up, on up. Little eagle, I hear him look over and say, Brother Jones, what do you think about that? Oh, isn't this wonderful? Mm. Suits me just right, don't you? Yes, sir. Holding out on all my, on, 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 on. So she goes, come out of sight with them little fellas. Well, them as buzzards that fall off long ago. There's crows or even hawks. They have to be eagles or they can't stand it. They're tested before they're taken on a flight. That's the reason we don't get so many flights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ought to have said that, maybe. But it's unsaid. So, anyhow, oh, when you get way up there, you know what she does? When she gets up there, does she look over and say, You've done very well, children. I'll take you right back to your nest again. No, sir, she dumps them every one off. <laughs> they're eagles. They can fly. If they're eagles, they can fly. Amen. They're eagles. They can fly if they're eagles. She dumps them off and flies away from them. Just let them alone. There they are up in the air. Brother, just flip, flop, flip, flop, flip, flop. Father, flop harder, children. Just keep on flapping your little wings. You're eagles. They're having them a Pentecostal rally. Just turn Just having a great time up in the blue. Way away from them denominational chickens. Way up there in the blue. Hallelujah. Way up in the blue. Just flapping around having them a great time. Now, you know why they're having such a great time? They're not looking down towards the earth. Boy, that feels good. Boy, they're up there where they belong. Any born-again Christian likes getting them spheres up there. And you know why? The mother, she scoops off to one side. She holds those big wings and watches them. Oh, they've got, they've got perfect confidence in their mother. So have I. Oh, the one that brought me up here, he'll take care of me. The one that made the promise, he's able to take care of his promise. And the mother, her ability to catch him again. If one happens to get out of rule, you know, they say, that's too much wildfire. Do they have a little wildfire? None at all. 
At least you got enough room to flap your wings. <laughs> so, if one of them gets topsy-turvy, they don't worry about it. Mama watches him. She sees he ain't going to come out of it. She swoops down, picks him up on her wings, and bears him up to grace again. That's a good Calvinistic doctrine, but brother, that's good. God brings him right up to the grace again. Bear him up. Get him on her wings of the Word and say, Here, honey, you're off the Word now. You're going off on the wrong end. Come back up and try her again now. Take the Word of God and bring him right back up into grace again. Amen. Oh, they got confidence. They believe. Brother, they're having them a big time. Just a flapping and a screaming and a hollering and a carol. Having them a regular Pentecostal rally. Now, them chickens down there don't know one thing about that. Look up there and say, What's that all about? I never heard of something. Go ahead, stay on the ground if you want to. Yeah. You know, it said one time that a farmer was going to set a hen. Let's see, what is a setting? Fifteen? I think. A fifteen is a hen setting. Now, here's some good old mother out there. Say, yep. I remember mommy's put pencil marks all over so she tells it be a fresh egg in there or not. We got to watch that. Fresh egg meant something. So she'd set the hen fifteen, and the farmer only had fourteen eggs. So he climbed up a cliff and got an eagle's egg. Brought it down for another hen. When it's hatched out, there's 14 chickens and one eagle. That's about the average one out of a second. <laughs> That's about the way they run. About one in a second. <laughs> so when this little eagle was born, you can imagine what an odd duck he was in that denomination down there. Well, he didn't understand what the old hen was going on. I said, cluck, 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 cluck. Now, you see, the days of miracles are fast. Cluck, 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 cluck. He said, what's the She got out there and scratched around, you know, in that barnyard. We're going to have a soup supper tonight. I'll get hands, you know. All like that. Well, he didn't know. He didn't like that kind of food. That made him nauseous. <laughs> all of them made fun of him. Oh, we've all had that experience, haven't we? Right. Make fun of him. I imagine little female eagles, there's something other about her. She didn't have short bob wings either. She had long wings. Mm. I don't want to hurt you. I love you too well. But brother, sometimes you rough the fur back a little bit once in a while to help So, you walked around going, little wings said, well, why don't I look like the rest of those? Why is it I can't indulge in such things as that? Why is this? Well, you're just a different creature, that's all. See? You, you were, we were destined before the foundation of the world to be an eagle, not a buzzard or a chicken. Walk along there, you know, the old hen finds out there on the manure pile, she'll go to scratching the old dead things the world said. Now we're going to have a hoop race down on the beach where they're all going swimming. My goodness. Couldn't stand that. We're going to have a bunco game in the basement. That little bingo, that's what it is. Bingo, right? I don't know that kind of thing. All right. What is bunco? Is it, I made out of on bingo. Everyone, what it is. Anyhow, we're going to have that. That little eagle couldn't understand him. That wasn't the thing he'd been eating. It didn't fit him just right. Did you feel that way when he's out there? Boy, I did. My goodness, the stuff stunk to me. Amen. Calling yourself Christians, the pastor has to dismiss church 15 minutes early and smoke before he comes back and smoke it. Didn't sound right to me. All the deacons running around there and... Now, I know them running with women in the church and things like that. That didn't sound like Christians to me. Amen. Just didn't fit just right. So he walked around. He had to be in the back all the time. They never put you in nothing. Don't worry about that. So never, they got to get out there with a, they look like chickens, you know. So um, 
Or St. Joe walked around through the lot. He, he really was, he was, a, he was an odd number. <laughs> and any born-again Christian in a mess like that. Yes, amen. Any eagle in a place like that's an odd number. That's right. So he didn't know what to do. The little fellow didn't know any better. Maybe we did. Didn't know any better. And one day, you know what? Mama knowed she laid two eggs. Former rain and latter rain. What a coward! So she began to hunt for him. Here she comes. Flapping these wings. She's looking around with great piercing eyes. You can look everywhere. She flew over the barnyard. Once she did, she said, Sonny! That didn't sound cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> no. He turned his little head and looked up because that sounded real. Where'd that come from? Oh, my. You remember the first time God ever spoke to you? Yeah. Oh. Don't call me Holy Roar anyhow, so you just might as well get started. Oh, my. When I first heard his voice, it spoke like many waters. Oh, my. By the Brooklyn stream, rippling stream, so he can lay down, bathe, look up. My. He looked up and said, what was that? She come back over. She said, honey, you're mine. <laughs> you don't belong in that place anymore. Come out from among them. Be separated, says the Lord. Touch not your unclean things. I'll be God to you. I'll be God to you. You'll be son and daughter to me. You don't belong to her. That old organization says the days of miracles have passed. You're mine. You're eagle. Oh, that sounds good. He said, I understand that kind of talk. Yes, sir. Why is the eagle to begin with? He was actually eagle just got in the wrong nest. That was all. I hope I don't hurt you, brother. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you the truth. That's right. Many of them today is in the wrong nest. Oh, said, uh, in the wrong nest, huh, Mama? Is that what happened yet? You're my mama! Yes, I'm your both father and mother, sister, brother. I'm all to you. That sounds good, Mama. Now, Mama, what must I do? Said, I tell you, honey, what you got to do, you got to jump. <laughs> you got to jump and get your feet off the ground. And then just go to flapping them little wings of yours. Just flap them as hard as you can. You can rise because you're an eagle. See, you got long feathers. <laughs> Fly! Just jump off the ground and start flapping your wings real hard. I'll get you. And he jumped up this little eagle coming out of them denominations and give a great big flap four or five times and lit right on a barnyard post, right in the middle of a Pentecostal denomination. <laughs> you can't organize Pentecost. You can't deny it. Pentecost is an experience, not an organization. It's for you Methodists, you Baptists, you Presbyterians. They try to draw fences around it, but it's not so. Eagles will fly right over it. <laughs> sure they do. Don't pay attention to it. Mother come down here and says, Mama, ain't I doing good? <laughs> Look where I'm at now, Mama. She said, Sonny, you're going to have to jump higher than that. I can't even get you. <laughs> There she swooped back down again. He throwed his little feet up in the air and began to flop his wings as hard as he could. And the first thing you know, he felt himself being lifted up. Up, up. Until he struck the milky white way. Hey, man, then he could fly himself. If he got high, he could fly himself. Brother, that's what's the matter at the church today. 
Just never raised high enough just to get out of an organization or something or to find out what they could find. How do you know you can fly? Use your wings. Jehovah will catch you. I'll bear him up on eagle wings. I find many people who can't understand why we are so happy and free. I've been filled with the Spirit, there isn't a doubt, and that's what's the matter with me. <laughs> yes, oh, my. Crossed over Jordan to Canaan's fair land. This is like heaven to me. Is that right, brother, sister? Aren't you glad you're an eagle today? Jehovah eagle with us. God, Jehovah Eagle, He's with us. I love Him, don't you? Let us bow our heads. He just said something to me just then. How many in here would like to fly away from the old buzzard's roost? Get out into Christ and live free in the Spirit. Raise your hands and say, pray for me. Oh, just look at the hands. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst. This might have been an awful rude message, church. It's rude because I have no education. I'm not a, a theologian. Just a little rude ways of how I watch nature and know God ordained nature. So he he's God. He he's he's still here. He he knows all things. Just being silent a moment. I'm mad. I want to see what he wants me to do. Just be in prayer, Lord. Be merciful to me. I'll raise my hand. Take my hand and lift me up above the shadows. Just now. <laughs> How great thou art. How great thou art. Isn't he wonderful? Just bathe now. The message is cutting and bruising. Just bathe in his sweetness.
Father, pray silently in your heart what you want to pray. You would raise your hand and say, Receive me now, Lord Jesus. I want to be an eagle. I want to fly away in the glory of God. Be in His power. Yes, there is a fountain. Going from Emmanuel's veins. Where sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty sins. Just pray. Our glories. Don't you just love to feel that bathing? This is what I'm talking about. This thing here, my toes squinted up, my hands draw tight. Spirit of God moving in the building. I let it sink way down so people can think this for a minute. Think these thoughts. Who am I? Do I know I live through this day? Where will I go if God takes my life? I know what's true for me.
just know it's coming right straight towards me comes that angel of the Lord, that light. I know it was here somewhere, near the platform now. I take every soul in here in my charge. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God. I want you to have faith now to believe. Don't doubt. Have faith. I raise your head for your ease. I look this way. Jehovah Eagle. His great power. Uh, Eagle is his offspring. Is that right? The things that a father and eagle does, his little eagle son does likewise. Is that right? If Jehovah Eagle, then his son Eagle. See what I mean? His daughter Eagle. They're all the same. Isn't that right? I guess there was at least 40 or 50 hands or more went up just a few minutes ago for salvation. Before I ask them to stand, the Spirit of the Lord comes into the building just now. I was watching it right back in here somewhere in that section there. It was moving, kept moving that way, and then it moved up across the other platform, went down and went that way, and then I see it disappear back in here, and then it come right back up this way again. Went right around over the building. Now don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. I know what I'm speaking of. It's here. I believe what he meant for that, that he was circling the entire audience. <laughs> That's right. He, he loves you. He, he wants you. He wants you to serve him. He, he, you are his. He is yours. He's your Lord, your Savior. Now, there's only one thing you can do, and that's believe. That's all. That's the only thing you can do. You believe, and then God confirms your faith by giving you the Holy Ghost. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, but God gave him the seal of circumcision to confirm his faith. As long as you have received the Holy Ghost, you may have faith, that's right, but God hasn't confirmed it yet, and when you're sealed, you're sealed until the day of your redemption, Ephesians 4.30. Read not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed until the day of your redemption. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, now, he don't only save, he don't only heal, but he saves. I watch that spirit as it moves. Now, you have to be in a certain condition, surely. All of us wasn't made that way. That's exactly right. It was in the Bible that way. <laughs> sure it was. Sir. Always, but I was watching. Now it's back again. I'm looking right at it now. There it is again. Just, you say the right word. Just say the right thing. It's what you say. How many read the book there, or I guess it's in tape, where this new ministry, just that woman, just said the right thing. I said, ask anything you wish to now, and see if God will do it. He'll give it to you right now. So what must I ask, Brother Brown? I said, anything you want. I said, you're such a crippled sister. Your father and mother's poor. You haven't got any money. You're with us. What do you want? She said, anything I said, find out whether it's right or not. That's the new ministry just moving up. I've been standing here for 15, 20 minutes waiting for it. See? Just say what you want. He has to tell me first. I said, Sister Hattie, just say whatever you want to. 
She said, the greatest desire of my heart is my two teenage boys, that they may be saved. I said, I give them to you in the name of Jesus Christ. It fell over a lap right there. All such things have happened. If thou canst believe. This lady sitting right here, right out here, praying. She got a nervous breakdown. No hope for her, they don't think. She's from Mississippi. Right. She might know. Your father's sick too, isn't he? He's a preacher, isn't he? That's right, raise up your hand. I deliver you in the name of Jesus Christ from that breakdown. Go on your heel, Miss Hanson. I never seen her in my life. Ask her if those things isn't true. Are they true, lady, or wave your hand if that's right? Are we strangers? Wave your hand. What did she touch? What is it? Oh, my. Same yesterday, day, and forever. Ain't glad you shall you also. Are you believers? Can't sleep when you go home from night from the church, can you, lady? I see you laying there, tossing around, moving. Last night you had an awful night, didn't you? Right. You believe me to be God's prophet or servant? You do? You believe with all your heart? All right. If you believe like that, what can I do to help you? If I'll tell you, if I'll tell you delivered, do you believe it? For it was dark over his turn right. Your name's Miss Hoosier. All right. You can go back home and be made well. Lady, you sitting next to her, you was awful kind. To be punching her to make her know that it was her. Was you punching that lady telling her? I thought you was telling her about them. Well, you got something on your mind. So if you, yeah, that's right. You believe God will work the miracle? All right, that alcoholic will be made well if you don't believe with all your heart. You've been praying for your brother for a long time. You believe with all your heart? How folks, this is not faith, church. This is the power of the Lord. Here, here sits an elderly lady looking over there. She can't understand just exactly what it's all about. This lady sitting right back here. There the hangs up. Can't, I, I know, no need to ask you that. I'm looking at the light hanging right over. She's afflicted. She's sick. She's got kidney trouble, heart trouble. She's missing of it. Mrs. Weir, believe with all your heart. God bless you. Rise up on your feet and be healed. Now, if I don't know you and you don't know me, wave your hand back and forth so the people know. Was everything you told you the truth? If that's right, wait, stand up on your feet so the people know that that's true. If everything was said true, you and I are strangers. Ah! 